Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the football pandemic. That's right. We are here today to talk about the NFC North. Starting our trek into the NFC after completing the AFC. We're glad you could join us. Stick with us as we do that and more. Me and my co-host on the football pandemic. So guys, we're doing this new like online YouTube streaming sort of thing, and I'm still figuring that out. Last week, I realized that when I click off of my camera, my audio goes away, and so I had to like do some fancy cutting to make that song work. So this year, this week, you guys all got to look at us sit here as that theme song finished out. But uh, we are here ready to talk about some NFC North. But before we do, as always, we're going to hit some of our uh, breaking news that's going on in the world. Um, this time of year, there's not a lot, but I know there's some. I know there's some because we haven't met for a couple weeks and there's been some big things happen. I'm going to jump right to the thing that is most exciting for me. We're just going to skip right past those first few and we're going to come back to them. But the Jets are doing hard knocks. <laughs> that for me is exciting. And I, I see Brandon. I was watching his face to see what he did because uh, when they said, okay, these four teams could be forced to do it, I knew immediately. I knew. No insider information, just psychic knowledge. <laughs> I knew that, the, that they would pick the Jets because, my goodness, could you ask for a more juicy bit of um, headlines and storylines going into a season than Aaron Rodgers leaving the Packers, going to the Jets, doing this whole darkness retreat, and then you know the whole long time to officially sign, and then you know all these players going from Green Bay to... Uh, the Jets and, of course, that young core they've got there. It's going to be exciting to watch. And, and so I have let my Max, uh, HBO, if you're out there listening, I basically cancel my Max whenever you get done with a hard knocks. Um, so I've got to get it back. Smart on you there. I'll get it back for that month or so that that, that happens when? Uh, just uh, pre, when does that start? Anybody know? No, I, I do not know. Okay. If, I feel like it goes about a month maybe a month and a half. They, they probably slipped just over a month, so I have to pay for two months of max before I cancel. But got to get that because I'm excited to see um, what happens there. HBO, the I looked it up. HBO and NFL Films will debut the five-episode series. Five. See? So, see yeah, so about a little bit of over a month. But August 8th from 10 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Here's what I might do. I might wait until the first week and a half is gone and then mm -hmm. get it for just a month, but it'll already be there. I won't have to wait for that first episode. So we'll see. Max, you can play your games, but I can play mine too. Or, or Matt, so. Matthew, you also have the option of just getting someone else's password and not paying any money. Yeah, you know, never never could feel comfortable doing that. <laughs> I suppose that's an option out there. But Max, I will give you that $15 for Hard Knocks. I believe you've earned $15. <laughs> going out there and filming all this hard knocks from enough of us that'll that'll make it worth it right uh all right what else we got that so i just jumped right down to the jets and hard knocks first of all before we move away from that do you have any thoughts on that brandon particularly mr used to be aaron Rodgers guy and now you're the jordan love well i, I mean i've never xed aaron out of anything i and i've said it on the podcast a number of times i respect aaron for everything he's done in green bay he's an absolute monster of a quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks of his generation. And we've only seen him play for one team up until this point. And we do know the media loves milking every sort of Aaron Rodgers story. So it does well, Aaron not Rogers surprise Aaron Rodgers helps, helps with that. that. <laughs> yeah, he does. 
he does. I I don't know if he's saying specific things that that make it that way, but he, Rogers, he went on he went on one week and just said, "Yeah, I'm watching Wales," and the media went crazy. Well, now, you name know, another NFL player that could say, "I'm watching Wales this week." And have the national media take everything. He built that up. He built that up with a lot of things like, uh, what was the, um, oh, the COVID word. I can't even remember. COVID toe. No, it was the, um, not, not not vaccination, but, um, (laughs) oh, immunize. Immunization. From, from his immunized to, uh, his, you know, news about will he play, won't he play? He's gotten to a place where everybody knows he crafts the messages he's going to say. They may look off the cuff, but he knows exactly what he's going to say and how he's going to say it and what it's going to stir the pot. And the Pat McAfee Tuesdays, while we love them, we think they're awesome, they're great. Uh, I mean, the the Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on Pat McAfee, uh, they basically set him up into a place of high drama and spotlight. And so uh, I expect it will only get worse in New York. The, the spotlight on him will intensify because New York media is just going to go nuts over everything. So, oh yeah, fun, fun coming up. And yeah, we're not against Aaron Rodgers per se. We're just uh, excited to see what this looks like. I, I actually think I was one of the ones who said, I think Aaron Rodgers and the Jets will do well this year. Um, maybe not, you know, like all the way well, but they'll do well. And uh, I don't know if he'll play past this year, but we'll see. All right, let's jump back to some of the other news. Julius Peppers and Mushin Muhammad to be inducted into the Panthers Ring of Honor. Okay, this must be because we have a Panthers fan on our fantasy football league because I can think of no other reason that we would care. Oh, I just put it on there because <laughs> I thought it was, that, that was... That was the first thing that came up, and everything else just kind of snowballed. You know, every, like last week, these last six or seven things just came in at one in a two- or three-day period. This is the only thing... At first, it was like we got to talk about something. This and is what to, to be fair, the, the slow news. To cycle. be fair, this week we are talking about the NFC North, and Julius Peppers is played for a couple NFC North teams. The, you can you can um, spin that angle. What's his name? Musa Muhammad did play for the Bears as well. So I mean, we have connections. All right. Well, I guess those are good things. In a slow news cycle, those are pretty exciting things um, that they will be inducted. And yes, I. I I will say I, I remember Julius Peppers more, but uh, it's good for both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Jets did extend Quinnen, Quinnen? Mm-hmm. Williams. Quinnen Williams to a big old four-year $96 million deal. That was big news. Um, and again, every, every eye is going to be on them in this offseason with every, every signing, every extension, and how that team gels. And I'm interested to see how that team gels. They've got so many of like the the old Packers, and they've got uh, some of the young new Jets, and then they got some good head coaches there who are looking like they're making a difference in uh, last year at least. So, yeah, we'll see. And then, of course, we already talked about them being on Hard Knocks. Titans, here's a big one. Titans were the ones who won the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes i love it when they always say there's a sweepstakes my favorite is when you get like this player who's like junk and then all of a sudden it's like who's gonna win the mitchell trubisky sweepstakes and you're like is that <laughs> is that really a sweepstakes yeah am i really winning if i get that but anyway with deandre hopkins i think it is a win even though i do believe he may be getting to the place where he's losing a step but it's not like he's bad um he just may not be the most amazing that he was i still uh, i wonder 
about him? What's going on? Because why would the Texans, first of all, ever, you know, first I thought, well, that's just, uh, what's his name? Bill. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. I thought Bill O'Brien's just, he's just weird. How did he do that? Awful. But yeah. the fact that the Cardinals also are letting him, you know, I mean, even if he was like not happy, it seems like if he's like as good as he is, you would do everything you can to keep him, to make him happy. But for some reason they're like, no, go ahead. We're going to let you go. And so he's gone and now he's at the Titans, which did not make me happy as an AFC North guy. And I know as soon as this happened, South. Josh was like, we got to redo all of our AFC South rankings. Yeah, I'm we not do. Gonna, we, I'm we not going to redo, not going to redo my AFC South rankings. I do think that he will help that team, but I don't think he puts them over the hump um, from where they are. Um, I still think they have other, other issues uh, he definitely is a help, but they're going to take some time to get to know one another. I'm not redoing any of my AFC South predictions at this point. I feel like I'm still going to leave it where it's at, but we'll see. Maybe as we come across, you know, various teams that are against the Titans and we're like, Ooh, that's, that's iffy. We can, we can talk about those games individually, but yeah. What do you guys think about Deandre Hopkins in Tennessee? I think he's still going to do well <clears throat> every season he's played. If he was injured, he was on track for a thousand yard season as a receiver, which is kind of the benchmark for excellence in this league. And every season that he has played the full season, he's hit a thousand plus yards. I still think he's in that that realm of thousand plus yards. Mm -hmm. uh, I I think fourteen is too too high, fourteen hundred is too high, uh, but maybe maybe a twelve fifty and. Uh, eight or nine touchdowns is probably reasonable for what he's able to do there. It also depends on their quarterback situation. We don't know. Is it going to be Ryan Tannehill? Is it going to be Will Levis? Uh, how are either I've of those people vibes. going to I've been getting vibes that um, Will Levis was like not looking good. And mm -hmm. people were like, is Will Levis even going to make this <laughs> roster? <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, assuming he'll make too. the roster as high as he went. But Yeah. And so, I, I mean, there, there's a lot of questions I think DeAndre himself is going to perform well. And whether the rest the of the team is. Oh yeah. What, whether is the rest of the team Ryan. is ready to do that is, is the question. And to me, this felt more like a response to them not wanting AJ Brown anymore. <laughs> it's like, we, we couldn't, we couldn't keep AJ Brown. We had to send him to the Eagles. We need someone that's going to replace that AJ Brown role that, Traylon Burks has not been able to do yet. And to me, That's that exactly felt like more of a response to this yeah. uh, than getting another receiver in their room. I hope that he can be the replacement for AJ Brown. He is older now than AJ Brown was there with him. But like you said, uh, I haven't seen him like doing badly in his mm -hmm. seasons. Uh, it, it does somewhat befuddle me why he was, you know, kind of, let go from that team, but uh, maybe it was just the asking price, you know, and they couldn't mm -hmm. do it. And they're looking to stock up stuff because I don't think the Cardinals think they're going to be good this year. They're just looking to get good later. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, New England was the ones I think that were spurned. There were, there was a deal from New England offered and a deal from the Titans and he chose the Titans. So Bill Belichick will have extra incentive to go hard against taking out uh, DeAndre Hopkins when they play, if let's, they play, I don't even. Let's know be honest. I mean, let's be honest. He probably didn't go to the Titans because you know that who the offensive coordinator there is, right? The Titans? No, the Patriots. Oh, 
Who is there? Bill O'Brien. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Bill O'Brien, who let him go for a good connection. I totally was not thinking of that when this was all going on. Bill O'Brien, you buttered your bread, now sleep in it. Is that a saying? Well, it is now. You buttered your bread, now sleep in it, Bill O'Brien. Uh, let's see. Jaguars, uh, they uh, and Evan Engram agreed to a, an extension, a three-year deal. I don't think it's an extension. It's just a deal. But yeah, he was franchise tag. I, th- I don't know if it's an right. extension or not, but a, de- a, a deal, a contract. Yep, that's good for them. Good for um, Trevor to, to know, hey, I've got this guy that I know. So that's good. Bengals add Chad Johnson and Boomer Esiason to the Ring of Honor. Now, those two names, I can like heartily say I would like know them. If I wasn't a Bengals fan, I would still know the name Chad Johnson and Boomer Esiason. And I think both would, of them. Would you know Chad Johnson or would you know Chad Ochocinco? Oh, I would know them all. Yeah, <laughs> he's gone back and eighty-five of them. He's gone back and forth so many times. It's yeah, uh, but both of those names, I think, uh, the average—not the average—people p- who might not be diehard fans, who might not know who uh, Musa Muhammad is, would say, "Oh, I definitely know both Chad Johnson and Boomer." And I am kind of frankly uh, surprised that Boomer wasn't already in there for some reason, but. Uh, those two will be in, uh, going to the team's ring of honor. That's that's good. NFL owners, this is this is a, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this one. Um, uh, I'm gonna hit just past this one. Some teams are releasing alternate throwback uniforms, and uh, I today just for the first time, as Josh sent me, um, Josh and, and Brandon, by the way, they they get on um, whatever it is we chat on texting or messenger and i'll be in the middle of meetings and all of a sudden i'll just hear ding 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 after i looked at some of those dings i saw that the indianapolis colts are doing the indiana knights throwback Mm -hmm. uniform uh and i didn't get to look at it totally i just got a quick glance at it before this but i'll tell you this i like the black helmet option pull them up i'm not sure what i think about that that uni uh, it's not bad, but it's a little odd looking to me uh, after just seeing the blue, and the blue and the white so much to see that black on there. I think we're getting a picture about to be thrown up here by Josh. Uh, for those of you who are watching, okay, get that big, get that nice and big. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. I what haven't is... seen these. I I just saw like a shoulder to head shot, mm-hmm. and I I just saw the the numbers on the side uh, when I saw them up close with that. I think they have black outline on them, which was a little different. But yeah, that's gonna be fun. Indiana Knights. What um, someone said though, which kind of weird, is um, the uh, for whoever the captains are, the captain logo is gonna be right here where my oh you can't see my. No, we can't see any cursors okay. or anything. So. Um, the captain's logo is going to be right next to the C, so it's just going to be, a, which is kind of going to look weird in some in some way. You know what I mean? Like hey, the C is. You know what happens on those Indiana nights? You get out there and you play get some football win. in the dark. Let's <laughs> look I can at think of his Tom other. Uh, she Real grew close, up but... in an Indiana town with a good-looking mama who never was around. Well, they grew up on an Indiana night watching Colts football. Is what they did. So anyway, other, others, others. Real quick. Yeah, yeah we, got we, got? Se- we got the Seahawks right here where they're going back to their 90s. What? That looks like the Colts almost. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, that that shirt does not, I would not, if I glanced at that shirt, from that jersey from a distance. Now, I know on the corner you can see a little bit of that green, but if I glanced yeah. at that, I would not think Seahawks. 
I think of like the the green and the silver when I think of Seahawks. I do not think of that. I think the green throws it off. But I mean, if you look at their, um, I'll have to go back to Twitter, but um, you look at their original jerseys, they hit them pretty, they hit them pretty well. I mean, right on the, oh, you can't do that one minute. I'm going to somewhere else. I guess that was an old jersey. I just don't think of those colors with the Seahawks anymore. Like that much blue, just seems like a different. Yeah, I don't either. They. I think of blue. I think so of. Much. I think of the Colts and I think of the Cowboys and, you know. It's well, a who else got blue, one? The, um, the Browns. I think of the Giants. With the Giants, blue. yes, big blue. How can you not think of the Giants? But not Seattle. Come on, Seattle's all about that green. Who else we got here? We got another one. This isn't um, their actual uniform. You know, this isn't an actual play. This is Bernie Kosar, but this is the first thing I found. This is the Browns' white helmet, white jersey throwbacks that they're going to be doing. Again, those of you just listening to the podcast, which I know some of you do, you need to go over and look at the YouTube channel sometimes for this kind of stuff because it's hard to describe. But the old Browns uniform, um, like Bernie Kosar. It looks all right. I mean, I like it. I mean, it's not bad. But, you know, when you think of Browns, you think of orange. And you don't think of, you know what I mean? Well, they don't. I actually I actually remember when they would play with stuff like this, and this does seem like old school Browns to me. Yeah, uh, the the white with the orange stripe and the brown stripe, and the yeah. Now, now if you want a, a a high quality all white uniform that needs to happen, it needs to be uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, they, they did that they last year. The Tiger. They, they did, did that, that last year, didn't they? Yes. The white um, stripes on the white uniform. It was like the white tiger. It was pretty awesome. Like Here's another a couple other ones. The Vikings are going back to original, um, original throwback. I guess not original, but throwback uniforms as well. These, these are like the '60s look they have. Yeah, I mean yeah. more modernized, but more '60s look. Um, this is one I'm really excited about. The Buccaneers going back to their cream single Peter mm-hmm. Peter Pete. Mm-hmm. This is one I'm really excited for. But we have that's seen their this best one color as well. Yeah. And yeah, this is a, that. This is there. One. Yeah, and then of course the um, this is what it looks like on David Njoku, which is our current player. The uh, the Browns logo. Who else got one? I know somebody else did. I will say this um, as we're kind of wrapping this up: the creamsicle stuff, whether it's like the Tampa Bay creamsicle or the the Detroit Lions. There, what do they call those when they're like that kind of bright blue? I, I love those kind of throwbacks. Or maybe like it was the, the Chargers. Maybe it was the Chargers. And the neon. And then the Falcons got for three games. I think one of them, when I won a Cody, which is our fantasy league, he texted me. He's a Falcons fan. Mm-hmm. I think he said one of these games is going to be against the Commanders. So basically, they're going back to this old school red helmet they used in the 70s and eight, probably 80s sometimes. Yeah, I like that helmet. Yeah, That's I like this one too. I'm just hoping that at some point they go back to, I think Matthew knows this because, but that, that those all, those whole black, completely black, you know, black helmet, black logo, black jersey. You know what I'm talking about? I do like those dark uniforms. Yeah. I, when they when they were very rare, like more teams have done that now, um, where they have like the full dark uniform. Um, but when it first came out, I'm like, oh, that is so cool looking. I don't know. It looks more like a RoboCop sort of thing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm glad to just see Indianapolis have a dark helmet. I don't know. Have they done a dark helmet before? I should know this of all people. I don't think but so. But I can't think of one. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Hey, we're going to get to um, our last bit of news, yeah, and then we can um, spend some time on the NFC North. Uh, Josh wants to say something first. I, I was going to say that, um, of course, although it's not been released, I think the Broncos did one too, but um, or they're going to do one. They're releasing one. They released a teaser for it. But the 
Titans, I think this either this Friday or next Friday, they're supposedly releasing their oil. They're going back to the oilers for an alternately uniform as well. More modernized, but they're going to go back to the oiler style. I think of oilers. I can only think of Texas. Um, It's just hard for me to think. I know they, I know they, you know, same team moved to Tennessee, but when I think of Tennessee, it just should be Titans, not oilers. And I think they were for a year, right? The Tennessee oilers. Tennessee. Yeah. Like when they're. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird like, because Oilers should be, what was it, Houston? Houston mm-hmm. Oilers. That's, yeah. It's where our oil comes from. It is. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, the last of our big news the NFL owners today, uh, I think at four o'clock is what I, what uh, Josh yeah. told me. Somewhere around They that will time. be voting. All the owners will finally be voting and are expected to vote positively for the sale that will be. Take the commanders out of uh, Dan Snyder's hands and put them into Josh Smith. Wait, what's his name? Mm, yeah, Josh. Josh Smith. And that sounds familiar, but I don't know if it's right. I think it is. Though. It's weird because I have a. Uh, I'm Josh I'm Harris. Col- Josh okay, Harris. I was going to say I have a colleague whose name is Josh Smith. <laughs> that seems to. Uh, okay, I don't know. Josh maybe Harris. Maybe because Smith is such a popular ass name, it's like that sounds right, but it's it's Josh Harris. Josh Harris. And so. Um, that's looking to happen. And, and right now, at least, I think Josh thinks that's going to make him happy and it's going to be great. We have no idea who Josh Harris is yet. So We just know he's um, he's owner of the 76ers, and I mean, the, for the last decade or so. And they've they've excelled pretty well with, you know, from a, I wouldn't say a terrible, but I wouldn't say great either. I'd say an average to a bad team in the early 2000s, the late 2000s. And ever since he's been owner, they've, you know, they've got Joel Embed, if he's, if he's still there, I don't know. And they've become playoff playoff caliber team every year. And then he's also owner of the New Jersey Devils, which is hockey. Which anybody knows hockey, please let me know because I have nothing, know nothing about hockey, know nothing about the <laughs> Devils. So I mean, he's owner of two teams, and he's not been pushed out, or pe- people don't seem up with him. So he he seems to be doing a good job. This is a good mark for an owner. Well, he's not been pushed out yet, so he's got yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> Here's what I'll say is if they decide to change their name from the commanders to something else, I just don't think I have the, I don't have the perseverance and stamina for that. Uh, I, 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 I went through it the first time going to the commanders and uh, it was a little bit hard. And then I settled in and I'm like, I like the commanders. I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm with starting that to like them. And so if they decide, Oh, we're going to change that name again. I may just, I don't know. I, I support one, one more change. No, back to the Washington football team. I will say, Red, I, only, I liked, the only name I like the Washington football team. Only name I'll support is back to the Washington Redskins. I mean, Daniel well, they, Snyder, they'll never go back to, <laughs> they'll never go back just because but, of our world. Uh, oh, yeah, I, and I did like. I did like the football team. I remember when they did that, I'm like, oh, it just seems so. It seemed like the New York Giants, uh, well, it's because they call them the New York Giants football team to, to keep them separate from the New York Giants basketball. Game, right oh wait no that was the Knicks. Knicks. anyway i don't know why they uh, call them that yeah anyway well let's see if they uh if they stick with commanders or if they go to the football team but uh with all of that being said i think it is time for us to jump to our division of the week so that we have plenty of time to talk about this and uh, don't go uh, drastically over. But we got the Bears, the Lions, um, and I'm, I'm on the wrong page to even scroll this. The Bears, the Lions, the Green Bay Packers, and the Minnesota Vikings to talk about in the NFC North today. And we're just going to go in this order, okay? We're going to start with the Bears, although, yeah, we'll, we'll just go in this order. Um, and I uh, I will uh, 
let Josh, let's let's keep it concise and tight today, but let's talk about what's going on with their roster. I know you always mm-hmm. look at what's going on with yeah. their roster. Um, I'll pull it up right now. We know that Justin Fields is there uh, still, and he's been getting a lot of talk about like a, an up and coming quarterback. A lot of mm-hmm. it's a, it's surprising to me the number of news outlets that are like, oh, one of the great up and coming quarterbacks, Justin Fields, and I'm like. I don't know that I would dub him that yet. He's definitely, I know they're looking at, hey, you know, Jalen Hurts and him are the two that are kind of mobile and also throw. But I would say Jalen Hurts is like a lot above Justin Fields right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here's the difference in in their offense, all right, between the Eagles and the Bears, is the Eagles have a top five offensive line. The Bears have a bottom five. Offensive. You can't tell me, besides Darnell Wright and maybe Cody Whitehair, which you might know because he's been there a while, but Darnell Wright because he's a rookie, you can't tell me you know any of these guys on this. I know list. Alex Leatherwood. He was drafted okay. by Oh, the that's Raiders right, and he's a bust. And, and cut. <laughs> so, After a uh, year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so any, it, it, I, also, these, I also know their GM, Ryan, Ryan Poles. 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 Because uh, he slept in the that that he has to work 60 hours a week as an NFL GM. I get it. It's not an ideal work-life balance, but you're also the GM of a multi-billion dollar organization. Okay. Mm-hmm. 60 hours should be the minimum. Yeah. And I mean, just looking at this roster, yeah, they got DJ Moore, right? Yes, they that's, did. that's like their biggest, I think, of course, they they drafted a couple guys that are going to help them. Um, are they on even? They're on the defensive side of the ball, right? The guys they drafted early. Mm-hmm. And uh, they took Darnell a receiver. Right. They took so Darnell they've got DJ Moore, um, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool are there, but Justin Fields really hasn't proven, I think, to be that great of a quarterback. Um, I think I think people just they get that bias from like having all the highlights of him, like running around and doing, there was a, you know, yeah. whatever he does. There was a tweet that I just saw. I'm trying to look at Twitter as I do this, just in case something happens, but there was a tweet. Someone said, and it like five minutes ago. And it was like, I think Justin Fields in his two seasons starting or one and a half. Cause he was, uh, you know, came in for Andy Dalton or whoever in his first season, rookie season, 15, he's like 15 and 20 or like five and 20 or something like that. It's definitely not 15. Sorry. It's five and 20 or whatever. And he said basically that Justin Fields is just a YouTube quarterback, you know, highlight reels all over and he's going to be a bust. And honestly, I don't, I don't see it, but I also see it at the same time. I see he has a lot of upside because he has an offense. I mean, he's got a running back trio with Herbert Foreman and Homer. None of these names scream out to you, but they're not terrible names. I mean, we've seen running backs. They are very easy to come by. You can draft a six round running back and it'll be, he'll perform the same as, if not, and, and Justin Fields is not in that running back list either. He, he's he, not he is but... the running back. And I, I think he, you're going to hear this from national media all the time. And Matthew mentioned it, that Jalen Hurts and uh, Justin Fields are being put together as the comparable quarterbacks. I think a better comp for Justin's ceiling is probably Kyler Murray. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, and eight, I would eight, agree yeah, with that. I'd say so. But, I mean, you, you picked up just DJ Moore. Kyler Murray's small. That's yeah, the difference. Is. Yeah, they both run around. They both have a great arm. Uh, and it's mostly up to the receivers if they're going to catch it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, and I he's think still... uh, the Bears' big problem is their defense was not good. And, yeah, they tried to do some stuff to address that. 
and their offense has gotten better and it might bump them up a little bit, but I don't see it pushing them to winning this division. I don't, I don't see it pushing I them. I mean, they were last in the league last year. So even if they get bumped up, they may get closer to middle. Maybe. I think they may fall somewhere between 20 and 30 instead of at 32 this year. <laughs> but I don't think they're going all the way up to like yeah, top 10 I mean, or even top 15. Like we said about the offense, I mean, you got DJ Moore trying to help out Justin Fields from running, but and you still have Cole Komet, which is kind of an underrated tight end, but you still have no offensive line. So he's still going to run whenever trouble hits him. And you improved drastically on defense with um, Edwards and Chet Edmonds and Edwards, sorry, at linebacker. And then um, you still have a solid secondary with um, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, Kyler Gordon, and Brisker. So your defense is there, but your offensive line is it's not. Besides Darnell Wright, who, which we don't know much about from except from college uh, college film, I mean, it's not there. And I think Justin Fields doesn't have an offensive line to be a pocket passer quite yet. Yeah, the last so what, uh, tackle they took really high in the draft was with Justin Fields. We did that draft live when he was taken. That's right. It was Tevin, um, Je- it was Tevin Jenkins. Tevin right Jenkins. Now he, he's a guard. And he, and he was cut. Or is he still on there? Oh, he he's was a guard. Okay. He's a guard, yeah. Yeah, he was moved around and has not produced anything. And I remember Tristan being so pumped for five. I do that. Yeah, I remember two that Hall of Fame players in round one and two. Who was their first round pick in that round draft? Or Justin Fields. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, not, not, that's right. <laughs> yeah, hard to forget yeah, that so, one. <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and let's look at their, their schedule. I, I have a prediction. Um, none of none of my predictions are biased. I, I can already <laughs> sense. I can already sense an zero and sixteen coming out here from Brandon. I'm well, just, they already have I mean, one win 17. against the Raiders, so I mean, it's not possible. But all right, uh, let's start at the beginning. Right. At the beginning, we've got Green Bay versus Chicago. I'm I'm just going to start with Brandon. Brandon, what do we got? Packers. I think I'm going to agree with you. Me too. Well, yeah. Yes, uh, I will. It's so early in the year. Like I can see if Jordan Love is still getting into like comfort there. But at the same time, Justin Fields has to get on the same page as his receivers. I'm just thinking if there could be one that the Bears take on Green Bay, this would be it. I don't know. But I think if you guys are both going Green Bay, it doesn't even matter what I think. And I'm not totally sold on, on the Bears even settling in enough. Let's give this one to Green Bay. Yeah. So this too? is a loss. Yeah, we too. Against the Buccaneers, I think they win this one. I think we've we've seen – we don't know who the quarterback is. I mean, we've also seen like some trouble with the both quarterbacks, Trask and uh, Mayfield, although – a lot of Mayfield, uh, teammates from Mayfield have said he has high high work ethic. You know, he's always the last one to leave, first one in type of mentality. <laughs> everybody but, um, says that. Everybody, <laughs> everybody says that. But um, last one out. we've seen their throws in, in camp and practice so far, and they don't look good. I think the defense has improved a lot in um, more so linebacking court in Chicago. And I think that troubles may, may feel enough. And I think that Fields just does just enough work to squeak by with a win. I actually can uh, agree with that. I can see them beating Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, just no part of that organization is looking cohesive yet. And the Bears may not be great, but they've played together more, most of them. Yeah, I I don't think Tampa Bay has taken that large of a step defensively in the backwards direction. 
obviously they're going to have inconsistency issues at quarterback. Tom Brady was very consistent for what he was able to do. We know Baker is not. Kyle Trask has not played any games. And do they have one more guy they have in there? They're testing out. You're going to have Chris Godwin, who's always consistent. You're going to have Chris Evans, who's been a thousand yard receiver every season he's played. Mm-hmm. And that's with people like Jameis Winston. And so James, I, though, wasn't I, horrible. He wasn't he was terrible. Just, he was just yeah, like interception prone. Yeah. yeah. J- Jameis was the guy that has the absolute perfect resume for every job, except he has 35 DUIs. And so you don't <laughs> want to accept him into that job because of that. 35 is a lot. Shouldn't have more. <laughs> shouldn't have one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I, I'm confident in the Buccaneers to be a, a middle of the road team this season. Mm-hmm. I'm not confident in the Bears being a middle-of-the-road team. And I, I know the two you already voted for the Bears, but I, I think the Buccaneers are going to be better than we're expecting them to. Their biggest question mark is just going to be what's happening under center. And I think their they're under center is still going to be figuring it out in week two. And I do think yes. the Bears yeah. beat them in week two. Would they, would they get again later? Probably not. Let's go on to week three. Week three, we already have them slated as a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, and I stand by that. Week four, we have them slated as a loss to the Broncos, which is a is a tougher thought, but, you know, we're saying Sean Payton we, I and trust Russell Wilson Sean are going to get something and Russell together. Wilson, yeah, I trust them more than an offense line of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Big week five. Big week five. Chicago week five. versus Washington. Thursday I don't know night. if this is... Thursday night, same thing last week, except probably a better quarterback situation for Washington than, you know, Justin Fields, I mean, uh, than Carson Wentz. But I think I'm going to go with the same narrative. I mean, uh, as um, we, I think we said about the Chiefs last week, I think they just have a better defense, or two weeks ago, I think they just have a better defense. So commanders have a top 10, if not borderline, top five defense in the league, and a top three, definitely, top three, top three uh, defensive line in the league, maybe even number one with all that talent on there. There's no way they're not getting more less than three sacks in that game on Justin Fields. And as long as our run, as long as our running back, our middle linebacker, sorry, can keep Justin Fields from running more than t- ten yards at a time downfield, we have the secondary to guard D- DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney, who just had a down year, and Chase Claypool, who we don't even know if he's going to be good or not. I just think that defense, even if we have a struggling quarterback, we still have an offensive unit and in our in our. Uh, um, and our wide receivers and our running backs to, you know, complement that defense. And I think it's going to be a easier win than people think for the Redskins, for the commanders. Yeah. I think I especially under new, new ownership, especially under new ownership that, <laughs> that that's this game is at home, new ownership. ownership. That stadium is going to be full of people and that their, their home field advantage is going to be crazy for the first time in like 20, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be the Commanders. There's no doubt. I concur. Commanders will win week five, giving the Bears yet another loss. In week six against the Vikings, I think they're also going to suffer a loss. Um, mm-hmm. This this one, you know, I'm I'm thinking Vikings are going to take a step back from last year. I think what they what were they thirteen and three last year? I think most people looked at that and said that is. That is a fluke. <laughs> that is not like <laughs> how good they are. And uh, I think. Well, it was also out back. of like nine one score games. Right. Like I said, a fluke. Yeah. 
that they were 13 and 3. I think they'll step back, but I still think they're better than the Bears at this point. Um does yeah, that make them great? No, but I'm going to put I'm going to say Vikings will win week 6. Me too. There was um speaking of actually we'll get into Vikings later, but um because we we are going to cover them, but um week 7 is a win and week 8 is a loss. We got to say who it's against here, so our podcast people can tell. Week seven against the Raiders. We say they're going to beat the Raiders, right? Mm -hmm. Because the Raiders are in just disarray. Week eight, we say they're going to lose to the Chargers, and that brings us to week nine where they play New Orleans Saints. I think the Saints have a better quarterback situation than they did last year. They still have a defense and a defensive-minded coach. Um, They still have a way better offensive line. I mean, you got a top 10 right tackle in the league and ram check you got a solid center and a solid left tackle and you still have kamara and jamal williams so either when you're not going to be able to take both of them out of the game at the same time if michael thomas comes back depends on how he plays that's going to be trouble and alave is already trouble enough i just don't think they can handle that much offensive firepower on defense and i think that the saints can take this one yeah you know, i got the saints when you talk about the Saints team, like I hear all those names and I'm like, man, that's a lot of good people on that roster. And yet somehow I cannot get my head around who the Saints will be this year. And <laughs> I know that that's a lot of good stuff. And when you talk about, you know. Mike, Matt, you cut out. Yep. Alave and. Is he like that for you too, Brandon? And my. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Maybe my internet, but. Matt, you're Matthew. You're kind of uh, internet's either slow. Am I still here? Somewhat. I think I'm back. Right. You're back. Right. Yeah. I think I can uh, summarize I can hear you guys what Matthew the whole time. Said. This yeah. is part of the fun of the uh, the the beautiful online. Sometimes uh, <laughs> the internet makes it fun. What I was saying is, with all those names, it seems like uh, the Saints would be good. I have a hard time putting my head around who they are, but I do think they're going to beat the Bears in Week Nine. Even if I'm still trying to figure out exactly what that record for. New Orleans is going to be. I'm going to give that a loss for the Bears. Week 10, we got the Panthers, and this is a, an exciting I'm going to start because, with this one. Yeah. Thursday night, short week, Carolina comes into Chicago. I think Carolina loses. I, I do, too. The Bears get a victory I, here. I think the Bears are more prepared, not just because they have better players on offense. I mean, if you look at in like talent wise, the Panthers probably have it better, but I just think they're still working things out with Bryce Young and everybody new on offense, Steelin, Sanders, all those guys. I still think they're working it out. New head coach and Frank Reich. I don't think they've quite emerged as, you know, a, not as a threat, but not as a serious contender. You know, people can take them seriously if that makes sense. I think the Bears can win this one off coming off a short week. They prepared. They just faced the Saints, which is another NFC South opponent. I just think they come back and win one after a string of two losses. Yeah, I think uh, people are going to overvalue the Panthers just because of Bryce Young. Although, I know a lot of people are like concerned about his size. Uh, but even if his size is not a problem, he ends up being the next Drew Brees. It's going to take some time for him and Frank Reich and company. And yeah, I agree. I think Panthers lose this one. So the Bears get a win in Week 10. In Week 11, though, they go up against the Lions. Anybody want to jump on this one? I just, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. I think the Lions have two. <laughs> like, the Lions, whenever, what were they, like two and seven or one and seven last week to start, and they completely skyrocketed. And I think they, they I know it's been a while because the NFL season ended and started, but 
I think they continue that, and it's week 11, and I think they're right there, two or three games ahead of the NFC North right now. I mean, we'll find out later on, but I think they're two or three games ahead of the NFC North, and I just don't think they stop, and I think they continue on. I just don't, I just think they have too much. Dan Campbell is a better coach than uh, – I just lost it. Who is their coach? Who is the Bears coach? Oh, uh, Ibraflus. I think he's a better coach than Ibraflus. Goff proved all the haters wrong last year, and – I just think they have a better offense to work with, mm-hmm. better offensive line, more importantly. Which yeah, brings we're all us high. In. We're all very high on Detroit. I don't think we need to explain them too too much. Yeah, I think you're going to see that more in this next analysis that comes right up. Um, mm-hmm. We got the Vikings coming in for their second um, contest against the Bears in Week Twelve. I still like the Vikings. I do too. I like the Vikings to sweep the Bears. <laughs> I think we all, yeah. we're all we're all it, right there. <laughs> and same uh, the next week, the bye week, well, they'll, they'll get it. Uh, buy, yeah, they'll. week thirteen bye week, and I think Detroit comes back and also sweeps Chicago. I'm actually gonna disagree on this one. I do not know. We don't know who the Lions' opponent is. So we'll just leave that to wonder. But I think coming off a of bye week, after two straight losses, you know they're they're rested, they're ready, and. They got things working out, out go working, working for before them, from the last game two or three weeks ago, and I think they they surprised and upset the the Lions. I am going to go with Brandon on this one. I think the Lions sweep the Bears, and so Josh, we have outvoted you. We're giving Yay. this one to the Lions, <laughs> but uh, I do see where you're coming from that it could be uh, an upset. I just feel like the Lions are uh, Lions are getting better, and they're under. They're, they have good coaching. They have good lines. They have mm-hmm. good weapons. I think they're just going to be better this year than the Bears all over. Brings us to 15, Bears versus Browns. We already had the Browns winning that, so that is a loss for the Bears. Uh, then we come to good old Kyler Murray. Maybe um, he'll be back playing by this time. I think he will be. Uh, Cardinals versus the Bears. Now, neither, now this is the part of the season <laughs> – I'm not sure if Justin Fields is going to make it to. Think he'll be this injured? is what happened. I think he'll be injured. Very similar to what happened last season. The dude was completely gassed every game by the end of the first half because he has no offensive line to support him. And so mm-hmm. I could see the Bears not having Justin Fields to finish out the season. Uh, but let's assume they have him. Yeah, we, we, we have to be optimistic. No injuries. Let's just, not yeah, them. let's assume they have him. Both teams are fully <laughs> healthy. I think the Bears beat Arizona. At I home. do too. I was going to say the same thing. I think the the Cardinals have nobody on defense. This is the one game, like JJ Watt retired and maybe Isaiah Simmons, but he's going back to safety, and that's about all they have. If even if Buda Baker plays, I mean that, that him and Simmons or him and Simmons are the only safeties they have or only players they have, and they're both safeties. They're not going to be playing defense line. This is the one game where. We might look at the Bears' offensive line and they, we think, Mike, this is a top 10 offensive line because the Cardinals have nobody on that defense line to uh, make Justin Fields out, evade the pocket, run. He's going to be have a field day, 400 passing yards, whatever. I think just the Bears win this one. Then we got the Bears versus the Falcons in 17. I think the Falcons are probably going to take this one. Uh, I think the Falcons have been slowly getting better, and they needed to because they were just so bad. They had like such old people and bad contracts and all the kinds of stuff. And they, they dumped a lot of that when they got rid of Matt Ryan and started dumping other players. Uh, I think we're going to be a couple years removed from that. And this young group is, is starting to gel and get better. And I think they're going to, they're going to win this one in 17. Me too. 
that brings us to a game that might be deciding uh, something at the end of this year, whether it's for whether it's for first place in the draft, probably not first place, <laughs> but early draft pick versus will somebody go to the playoffs? We got Chicago and Green Bay. Let's start with Josh this time. What do you think, Josh? Week eighteen, the Packers have. We don't know yet. We'll get to them in two get in two uh, teams after the Lions, but they might be playing for a playoff playoff uh, playoff wild card spot because we all think the Lions are going to win the division. But um, I think I don't know who said it. I think it was Orla- Dan Olavsky. He said it best that they had Rodgers last year and he played okay. And as long as Justin Fe- or Jordan Love, sorry, um, plays up to the level of a first round quarterback, this team is going to make a wild card spot. And I think they're going to be pushing for with a couple of their teams. I don't know who, what who yet, but we'll find out in a couple of weeks. But they're going to be pushing with a couple of their teams for that final wild card spot. And I think this is the game that tells if they make it or not. You know. This is going to be, I don't know if what what it says 3 a.m. We're not going to be playing at 3 a.m. I don't know what time they play, but this is probably a, <laughs> this is probably going to be a game nice. that gets flexed to uh, Sunday night if it comes down to it. Brandon? Yeah, I like the Packers in this one. Uh, and I think the exact Dan Orlovsky quote is, if if Justin Fields plays average. I think it was like Jordan Love. Middle of, middle of, or yeah, sorry. Jordan Love, if he plays average, middle of the road in the NFL this season, this team is looking into the playoffs. If he plays like a first-round pick, this team is a playoff team. And uh, and, and uh, screw the Bears, so you know, they lose. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna tip my hand a little uh, preview here of the way Matthew is thinking. I think when it comes to Green Bay, they're going to split their games with a lot of their divisional opponents, but this isn't one of them. I think they're going to beat both of their outings with the Bears. And I think when it comes against the Lions and the Vikings, there's going to be a little more of a split going on. But the Bears, no. So uh, I know there's a lot of people in the media who are high on the Bears this year. They think the Bears are going to improve a lot. I think the Bears might improve a little bit, but they're not going to improve as much as people think. They did not win. You said they might split. I mean, we didn't vote. We didn't vote they win any divisional game. I said they might split with the other teams, but not with the Bears. They're going to beat the no, Bears. Both referring times. to the Packers. Referring to, referring to the Packers. The oh. Packers will beat their other divisional opponents okay. split, yeah. but with the Bears, they're going to beat them both. So I'm saying the gotcha. Bears lose this one. Just to make us yeah. really clear for everybody in podcast land, Bears lose. Bears go 4-13. So my favorite, we might go on a couple minutes before we go to the lines. My favorite time of the podcast, four times it happens, Adam Rank, our little friend over here, um, NFL analyst, you know, very high up there. I don't know our why. Little, little friend. <laughs> <laughs> our little friend he has the Bears going pretty much opposite of what we have at 4-13. and 13. He has them going 12-5 and five and sweeping Green Bay. Well, at least it's not 16 and, or 17-0, and 0, right? I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, even, if uh... it was, even if it was 17-0, he'd have to have the, uh, they'd have to have the, um, the janitor or whoever came in and, you know, change a couple games, but. Right. I mean, we can safely say Adam Rank a couple years ago, ranking the Bears to go 16-0 and when it was still 16-game season. Uh, he's not unbiased, and he will be the first to say that. So I think yeah. we're, we're more in line with maybe where they will be. So how many did they win last year to get first overall pick? Um, I think two or three. Um, so they've doubled their wins this year. <laughs> if they went two, What improvement? What improvement, guys? The Bears getting better. Let me look. Um. While he's looking for that, 
um, we're going to get ready to go on to the Lions. And one win. They one had win. one win. Oh, so they're oh, like, no one win. One in. They had three. So one win improvement. Oh, a one win improvement. Okay, I was going to say I thought they had more than one win because that would have just been the last week against the Colts. So they also won no, week one against. Uh, they won week one against the Forty um, Niners. That's where that like super cool photo of all of them sliding in the water came from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a little bit of improvement uh, here on the football like, yeah. pandemic. So anything can happen, so. But now we're going to the Detroit Lions. And, guys, this is the darlings this year of the NFC North. And that's weird to say because that's always been – always been. For so long, it's been Green Bay. Uh, but I, I just want to throw this out there. As you look at the, the top four betting sites right now um, – including FanDuel and MGM and DK and 365 Sports, Lions are in the number one betting position. And I'm not, I'm not saying you should bet. I, I don't bet. I don't say you yeah, should bet, bet on football. But people who bet, um, they don't just do things with their heart. They're looking at everything statistical that they can and what's coming in. And right now the Lions are ahead in all four of those betting books to be the winners of this division. Um, by a by a pretty good margin, unfortunately. And we've been predicting that say on this, this podcast for three seasons now. I'm going to say this too, Brandon, and this is not not great. But all four of those betting books have the Packers finishing last in the division. All well. four of them. <laughs> so we don't know how how truthful this will end up being because we we have the Bears probably ending up last in this. Uh, they have the Bears ending up. They have Lions, Vikings, Bears, Packers. We might have that switched a little bit. But the Lions, needless to say, uh, a team that yeah they they got rid of some people like uh, DJ Chark I think left them, um, but they put mm-hmm. Marvin Jones Jr. in his place. Right? Uh, they yep. lost mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson, which was like oh there goes a good yeah, tight end. Yeah, but they, they drafted him. this like. Sam uh, tight end that people are pretty excited about, Laporta. He's from Iowa. He's going to be all right. Yeah, and uh, you know they're they're returning a lot of their their tackles. And uh, what's got to happen for this team? Uh, I think last year we saw. Yeah, they they also lost DeAndre Swift, right? Uh, but yeah, they but they replaced him with uh, Jameer Gibbs, Jamar yeah. Gibbs, and so and, and they, David and Montgomery. Montgomery. So they basically right. have a, they lost Jamal Williams. And they lost Swift, but they basically just replaced them with Gibbs and Montgomery, which we all know that you can draft a running back pretty much any round in, as long as he's in the right offense. I mean, San Francisco has proved that year in and year out, but as long as he's in the right offense, he's going to be an excellent running back. So the question for this team is not offense, because last year... Their offense was looking pretty strong mm-hmm. all like year top in the long. League. They were like pushing teams, mm-hmm. but their defense was horrible. There was a, yeah. I remember like week three or week four, they played the Seahawks, I think it was. And at that point, after that game, after that week was over, I think they had the number one scoring offense or number one yards offense-wise and the last in scoring defense or last in scoring, mm-hmm. last in offensive, defensive yards, sorry. Something like defense that. So they were one in 32. 31st yeah. in defensive EPA per play. Um, yeah. Last year, ahead of only one team. You want to guess what that team was? The Bears. The Bears. Yeah, the Bears. <laughs> All right. So, so look, look, really quick, let's talk about a secondary player they added this past offseason, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, yeah. who has been, yeah, without a doubt, one of the top players at his position in the NFL for seasons now. Not that is going it. to help them so much. Over the top, what is he playing? Safety? Is that what it yeah. says? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know how much that's going to help them? Yeah, it's going to be good. And that he's not the only person they've added, but hopefully these additions that they've tried to, to put in place here uh, and the people that they kept in place um, are going to make that defense rise um, up to, to meet that offense a little bit. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw in here a little shout out to Aiden Hutchinson, mm -hmm. their defensive end. They drafted in the first round last season. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a play just before the half ended against the, against bears. the bears. They rushed zero people and Justin Fields through an interception. Do you want to pull that play up really quickly right now on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you do that, Josh. You can pull yeah, it. Yeah, I'll do that real quickly. But this is a perfect example of why I have no faith in, in Justin Fields. It's because he is under zero pressure and throws an interception to a defensive lineman. Let's play this go, real Matt. quick. Let's play there this real go. quick. I mean, at least, I mean, it's only zero seconds, but. Right before the half here, Bears playing aggressive with seven seconds to go, trying to get into field goal range or maybe do the lateral play. No pass rush at all. And Aiden Hutchinson, who would have been on the pass rush, drops back into coverage. And Hutchinson, would you believe he has his third interception of the year? That's what, that's the, the future of the Bears right there. No pass rush, no yeah. pressure, doesn't need to run. The worst <laughs> offense line in the league, mind you, doesn't need to scramble out of the pocket, doesn't need to run with his legs. And what does he do? at the end of the half, doesn't throw a Hail Mary down the field trying to get a touchdown. He sees a guy, Aiden Hutchinson, I think the, the whole thing was like he was pretending to be on the sideline and he just came in at the last second or something like that. And he picked yeah, him up. He was off. covering the flat. In his own, yeah, he was covering in his the flat. Speed. And he's supposedly on the sideline. But what does he do? He throws it five yards down instead of a Hail Mary trying to get a score. No pressure, no nothing. Yeah. And so that is. is why I don't have – faith in the bears because because people can can come at me and say hey if he just had time he could do this stuff well guess what he had literally all the time in the world there was no one rushing the passer no one. he could have taken two more seconds to find someone else so but instead he's got to spend some time yeah. improving this offseason if he wants to prove us wrong right now until yes. he does our faith is low our faith is low right. i I, th I think we're pretty understanding on how high we are on detroit for these predictions, uh, I, I don't think we should dig into it as much. Not, not deep. Yeah, not, right not now deep. we have them at we've through the AFC East or NFC AFC side, sorry, and the the Bears. We have them at seven zero right now, so we only have to go through half their schedule right now. Crazily enough, we have them upsetting Kansas City in the first week in a surprise upset uh, because yeah. Kansas City's tough. I'm not and not lie. and mind you that. We're not Kansas City fans, and even if we said it, but we also had a Kansas City fan on two weeks ago who said the exact same thing. He said, this is a game we're worried about, and I can see them losing this. Yeah. So let's go on. So, week. Oh, go ahead, Brandon. I'm going to hop into week two. Mm -hmm. uh, Seattle's coming to town. They had a tough game against Seattle last season. I think Seattle still wins. I do too. I mean, Barely, but they, I, I find yeah. it to be a, a very, very good game. I just think they have more often. I mean, the Lions, they have what's uh, Jameson Williams, who may be coming, maybe slightly coming off injury. I mean, he only played a little bit last week, so he's fully recovered. And you got St. Brown, but you still have no, don't have much of a tight end. You have an offensive line and two running backs, but I think there is a better chemistry between the trio of offense of um, 
wide receivers and um, skill position players in Seattle, and then there is Detroit. And I think that that kind of if Geno Smith plays well, I think that can very much alter the game here. Agreed. Um, it, it'll be it'll be a close one, but I can then see them coming back in Week Three and just beating the Falcons mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. Brandon. Yeah, I got Detroit over Atlanta. So what about week four? Oh, week four? oh I was, yeah, I was going to say week Detroit, four. That's what I was looking at. Detroit comes to to my turf on Thursday night football. Short week. Uh, uh, to stick with my consistency of the Packers, I, I have the, the Packers winning this one. Uh, but realistically, I, th- I think they probably split with Detroit. And I, I give them – I'll give each home team the advantage. Okay. And so I'll give Green Bay at home and then Detroit at home. So – it Who's is over. On this one? Packers. Mm. That's a that's a tough one being this early in the season. If I was going to split it, I almost would split it the other way. Um, let me think here. Uh, this is at home in Green Bay. Okay, I'll give this one to Green Bay, but I am going to split them. I'll yeah, we we can all agree on a split. So basically, Brandon's. Talk, uh, you know, trash talk is over. Packers going 17. That's over with. They already lost against <laughs> in week 12 against uh, against Detroit. Okay, so let's jump back up to week five. Week five, we've got the Panthers. I think they beat the Panthers. They they beat Carolina. This is yeah. yep. they haven't I mean, figured Aiden things Hutchinson out in Carolina yet against Bryce Young. No, mm. no. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right. right on to Tampa Bay. Coming off a of bye week. I think they beat Tampa Bay. Wait, who's coming? Oh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is coming off the bye week. Yeah. Uh, I I don't even care if it's off the bye week. I think they beat Tampa Bay. Yeah, I I like them over Tampa Bay here. I I think it'll be a closer game than we expect, uh, just because of how dominant Tampa Bay's defense still is. Uh, But I I give the win to the Lions. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be that uh, the Lions' offense against their defense. It's if the Lions' defense can get a little better. We know that Tampa Bay's offense might not be as strong as it was or as consistent as it was. So if their defense can rise a little bit, I think they can take that one. Yeah. Week seven, we already have the Lions winning against Baltimore. Week eight, we have them winning against Vegas. Week nine is their bye week. Week ten, we have them them winning the the Chargers. They also win their bye week. Week eleven, we have them uh, beating the Bears. Week twelve, we have them (coughs) on another. Are both of our games on Thursday night? They got two Green Bay games on Thursday night. Yeah, this one's at the first one's at seven fifteen, and the second one, eleven thirty. So their second Thursday night game, we have them with a victory against an unnamed team. That brings us to week 13. Green, Green Bay, everyone. We, we, have, we have Detroit going to New Orleans. Here's the thing. In my head, my initial thought is Detroit's stronger than New Orleans. But I'm looking at like this whole string of wins, and I'm like, can they really win this many games? Exactly. I think this is an upset. I think this is an upset. I think the Saints win this one. I think... Both of their teams are very equally matched, I would say, except in head coach-wise. I mean, very very similar quarterbacks play style, very similar offenses. We don't know what Michael Thomas has, so we're going to kind of say he's going to be good all right. You still have Jamison Williams and St. Brown. You still have Olave and, Mike, and uh, Michael Thomas. 
Only difference is I think this is a Jamison Williams revenge game for not paying him, paying the Lions, not paying him enough money. And I think that if he plays well enough, that's going to be a factor. But I think they also have a better defense, the Saints do. Yeah, I, I got the Saints on this one. All right, so we're going to give them a loss at 13. They've got a win against the Bears at 14, a win against the Broncos at 15. And then we've got the Vikings at 16 and 18. I think they split. And- I, they split with the Vikings. Home and home? I, I, I agree. I got so. a ways. I got a ways. What do you got, Matt? I think it's home and home. Um, You know, I don't really have a preference. So, uh, oh, Well, back to our buddy, the coin flip. Let's see. Right, head, uh, let, let me look at is, this. Uh, head is home. Head is, or tail is. Wait, what are you saying, Matt? Which one, which one is 16? Who's home there? Vikings. Minnesota. I, I'm going to give it to home and home. All right, home and home. All right. And I have them. I have them in week seventeen. I have them losing. Cowboys losing to the Cowboys. Me too. Okay, so we have a a loss loss win to end this season, right? Loss yep. loss yes. win. You know what I've Which noticed one? ever since we started? I think I don't know what division in the AFC. It might have been the AFC North, but we've had a like like splitting teams has been our our main theme for a lot of things here and. It's just been weird, but it seems so, like, easy to do because it happens all the time. Yeah, when you know teams really well and you play them a lot all the time, if one is not, like, super dominant, it's really hard to to the, have them not kind of pick up on what you do enough to, to get one of them. So mm-hmm. I think that's fairly so normal. We have, we have the Lions finishing at 12-5, and five, which I think is actually pretty accurate. Maybe 10 wins, 11 wins, but... Definitely yeah. enough for a wild card spot, if not the division. And our, our little friend, you know, like I said last time, who had the Bears at 12 and 5, had uh, the Lions at 9 and 8, which, I mean, I that's think he's not, yeah. I think he's wrong, yeah. but I don't think it's far off, if that makes sense. I'm just, just going to come out, I'm going to come out now, right now, and say uh, we're going to stop this podcast of the NFC North. If the, the, the rankings look good. Uh, we're also <laughs> not going to do any of the other NFC. We're just going to stop the count. And uh, the Packers are, are getting the third seat. Agreed? Okay. Are, are, we, are we all good there? <laughs> At seven and two. And then they're just going to, yeah. All right. Let's jump into Green Bay next. Green Bay, uh, just tell us, uh, we're just going to let Brandis talk about, Brandon talk about the roster for this one real quick. And then we're going to run through these and then run through Minnesota. And all right. Finish. Really quick. I'm not done trashing the Bears yet. All right. So <laughs> Justin course. Fields, last six games of the season. 11 for 6, 140 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. This is passing. 18 for 31, 182 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. 22 for 30, 229 yards, one touchdown, one interception. 24 for 38, 238 yards, one touchdown, one interception. 15 for 24, 159 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. 17 out of 27, 205 yards, one touchdown, interception. That finishes the season at a total of – 106 or 107 out of 166, 1,135 yards passing, seven touchdowns, five interceptions. Are those stellar numbers we want to be comfortable with? You think he can do that again? First of all, I don't think it's stellar. Do I think it, do I think he can do it again? Yeah. All right, second part. Second Maybe part about that. I lied. That was Aaron Rodgers last six games of the season. So, Getting into the Packers roster is much more complete than we want to think. 
Uh, and do I think Jordan Love can replicate those numbers very easily? I think Jordan I think Love you, could easily you totally do that. discounted that I said that wasn't stellar. <laughs> but yes, maybe this is something he can replicate. So I, I so don't it, think Aaron Rodgers was looking great. I don't think Green Bay as a whole was looking great the last six games. Yeah. But I, I want to – some of those teams that the overall team helped contribute to were – playoff teams. One of those teams, the Philadelphia Eagles, we lost by one score to, which we know is the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. Okay. We have the Miami Dolphins, another playoff team that we beat without stellar quarterback play. The Minnesota Vikings dominated 41 to 17 without stellar quarterback play. And so it goes into my idea that I've been huge on ever since we started this podcast that the quarterback is not 99.99% of the entire team success. Um, now, is the quarterback I, I the we, only difference here in this Green Bay team? Didn't you lose a few other players? Uh, I, I, I think where we're sitting at, we're, we're looking good. So let's go through. We got Jordan Love at quarterback. I, I right. think Jordan Love will do just And fine. Sean Clifford, I, I, your future. And, and Sean Clifford as well. He does have Aaron Rodgers' locker. And they share a number, number eight in, in Green Bay and number eight in New York. It's the same number this season. R running backs. Now, I think this is where Green Bay has the leg up on most teams. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon is our power combo. And we know both of them are very good, very opposite plays of running backs. Good running both back. Of them can, yep. Both mm -hmm. of them can catch the ball well. Both of them are just complete beasts in different ways that's tough for defensives to cover week to week. And that's, you know, just facts. Now I know the, the big, big, big thing I hear from national media, the Packers have the cheapest wide receiver room in the NFL. Like, cheapest by far, but uh, they're also a bunch of young guys. Let's look at Christian Watson, who mm -hmm. I believe to be our number one receiver. He is a fast guy. He's a 4-2-8 receiver. That's a fast 40. The average is 4-4-5. Devontae Adams was a low 4-5 on tape. Uh, and Christian Watson, in the second half of the season, I don't think people remember, but he was on pace and could have been argued for rookie of the year. They only want to remember the very first play of the season, which I get it. He, he dropped a, a guaranteed touchdown pass. All right. You know, it happens. We've all dropped balls before. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Christian Watson, I, I, I do think he's primed for quite a stellar season. Romeo well, I Dobbs. Too. I do too. Romeo because, um, if you saw on Twitter, I posted this because I was trying not to post something else, Commanders. But um, <laughs> there was a question on there that said, name a wide receiver who will shock people in 2023. And I put this clip of, of – um, Christian Watson saying, saying, with stability at quarterback, Christian Watson is going to shock people and be a top receiver in the league for years to come. And then check out this clip. Yeah. On the fake, Rodgers lets it fly. Has Watson. He's got it on his feet and he's in for the touchdown. And which, to be fair, is the exact same play call from the first game of the season. I'm, I'm just putting that out there. He redeemed himself. We're good. We're good. <laughs> uh, but as a rookie receiver, that was a rather impressive catch. You, mm -hmm. you know, that's right over the shoulder, right? That, that was probably Aaron Rodgers' best throw of the year, too. Yeah. And so 
And we've seen him also do that against the number one defense in the league, or at least secondary in the league with the Philadelphia Eagles. Did a similar thing, and he went on in that game against uh, Dallas to have three touchdown catches. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the he had the hat trick right there. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, another great, great, consistent guy. Uh, very comparable to what we had in Alan Lazard, quite frankly. Um, and I, I think we can continue that. Uh, Samari Toure is the guy that comes out of Brian Gudikin's mouth and Matt LaFleur's mouth every press conference without being prompted. Now, I am skeptical about this because usually when we hear about oh my gosh, this, this person is great. And I, I heard it with Devin Funches and Matthew heard it with Michael Strawn. You, you know, it's they're hyped up in our heads way farther than they're supposed to be. Do I feel like he can contribute? Yes. Do I feel like he's going to contribute every single game, every single down? No, I think he's going to have like seven or eight plays throughout the season that are contributable. Uh, and I, I think that's more realistic. Uh, and then Jaden Reed, who's our, our rookie guy, uh, out of Michigan State. Everyone's high on him. I haven't watched enough tape on him. I, I don't have full thing. Uh, now the tight ends everyone's talking about, Robert Tunyon took huge regression last year, went to Chicago. He's rocking number 18 now. But Luke Musgrave has been looking mighty fine, mighty fine. Not prompted by the GM or the coach, so that gives me hope. And same with Tucker Craft. Uh, and we know Jordan Love likes his – his uh, tight ends, him and Josiah DeGuara have been very tight every time they've been on the field together. And so you can expect some, some good underneath tight end stuff when stuff down the field is not available with uh, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. All right, go ahead and scroll up there. Uh, offensive line, I think is going to look okay. I don't think it's a top 10 line, but probably 11 or 12, uh, somewhere in there. David Bakhtiari is back and healthy. He's going to play left tackle. Um, and uh, we just know he's one of the best in the league. And when he played last season, still proved that. And so he was still handling guys very, very well. Uh, are, go, you surprised, go and, are you surprised he didn't go to the Jets? <laughs> he, he was still under contract with us. There's no reason for him to go over there. So with Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, Rodgers was the only guy under contract that went over there. Everyone else, they were out of contract. And so we just didn't re-up them. Right. And it's not... I mean, Alan Lazard is the most notable person that went over there. And he got a good payday from them. Randall Cobb, we know, is not going to contribute anything in any organization. Except Adrian Amos. I, I felt like I could have had him still in Green Bay. I still I was like gonna say, I He's over there a lot about rocking number zero. Amos, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he was, I mean, he was out of contract. So it's not like we traded him. He was signed out there on Aaron's recommendation. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Our, our defensive front, I think, is going to look just fine. We have uh, Lucas Van Ness, nicknamed Hercules, up there. And then uh, Rashawn Gary is back, and he's healthy, and so is Preston Smith. And so we've, we've seen the, the damage the, that group can do. Uh, I'm excited to see Devondre Campbell back. He is an all-pro linebacker, first-team all-pro. Uh, and then I want to see what Quay Walker is able to, to do. He did – Excellent in coverage. He had some temperament issues. We all saw it when he hit someone on the field and then went to the locker room throwing his helmet and crying and stuff. You know, he's got some personal stuff to work out. But on the field, uh, I, I feel comfortable with him 
90% of the time. Defensive backs, it's not a surprise that I'm going to say Jair Alexander is the best corner in the league right now. Uh, and I, I'm just going to flat out say it. And I, I, I think a lot of people could agree with that. You might say, well, what about Jalen Ramsey or Sauce Gardner? Now, all of those guys are still good, but uh, they're all in kind of the same tier, and I give the bias to, to Jair. Uh, we need to find out what's happening with Eric Stokes. He was injured last season. He had a really solid rookie season, uh, which was really promising for us because rookie corners are uh, almost always bad. And so if you get a good rookie corner that's fast and can kind of pick up the game, that's usually a good sign for you. And I was sad that he, he got injured. But he's back and he's, he's looking pretty fast. Uh, and then Rudy Ford, my man, he, uh, he had – quite a few interceptions at the end of the season to, to help save our defense. So they were, they were looking good. Uh, special teams. Mason Crosby is no longer with us. Uh, he might <laughs> still be a jet. He might still be a jet. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> uh, Andrews Carlson is on this website listed right now. We have like four people on the roster officially. And so uh, we're, we're working them out. We're, we'll know come week one. It's going to be a preseason thing on who, who gets the nod? But let's let's go ahead and head over to their uh, their schedule. As as we're getting into this schedule, let me ask you this: um, When Jordan Love played last year, did he throw? Who did he throw touchdowns to? Christian Watson, Josiah Deguara, Aaron Jones. Okay, okay. All guys that are on the team right now. Right. Okay, let's hit this. Green Bay versus Chicago. We say Green Bay's winning in week one. We give them the W. Green Bay against Atlanta in week two. I like Green Bay in this one. I do. I do, I do too. Agreed. Week three, Saints. We talked about the paper and versus think that, where our mind is look, at. What do we think? Look, we have. I, lo- I like eight, the Saints the, in this one. Yeah, I was going to say the Saints because we have a seven game stretch right here that if the Packers win, Maybe even a 10-game or 11-game if we get these two wins. But I think the Saints win this just because there is no way they win this many games in a row. You know what I mean? I like the Saints on, on that as well. So we're going to give the Saints the win there, which is a, a week, their first week loss three. in Week 3. Week 4, they have a win against the Detroit Lions, which uh, we think they're going to split. Week 5, they have a win against the Raiders, which we think are going to be horrible. Week 6, they have a bye, which is a very early bye and not I coveted yes, to have right. so early. Uh, but then week seven, they're going to get back into it against the Broncos and beat um, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton there in, in the Broncos land. And then we come to the first of the Vikings games, which uh, I, I again said, I think there's going to be a split. I don't know exactly which way home versus. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think there's also a split. Probably historically what it's been is the home team wins between Packers and Vikings. We've split the past three seasons. Home yeah. team is one each time. So I, I think it's home, fair to say home team both times. Okay. So Green Bay is the home team here in week eight, correct? Oh, 17. I, yeah. Scroll, scroll back up there. I, I, for some reason, didn't write down seven, and I can't see who the who they were against. Seven. Oh, they won against Denver. the Broncos. Right. Uh, so we're getting them uh, a win against the Vikings to begin the divisional stuff there uh nine against la la was one of those teams that two years ago they were like amazing and then last year they were horrible and it's really hard to know what you're going to get this year matthew stafford we still don't know exactly how he's going but now i'm i'm going to point out when la was stellar green bay 
handled them every time. Except the playoffs. It's not a loss. Wait, did they play in the no, playoffs? We, no, we did, and we beat them in the playoffs the year before right. they won the Super Bowl. That's right. Uh, I I do not have confidence in L.A. hopping that far back. I still think Green Bay wins. Aaron Jones against Jordan Love. What? Jordan Love against I mean, Justin I'm sorry. Or, or Matthew Stafford. No, no, no. I'm talking about. You think Aaron Donald? Aaron Donald. Aaron Jones. Aaron the running back goes against the quarterback. It's crazy out here. No, Aaron Donald is who I was thinking against yeah, uh, the key, Jordan Love. The key to rocking Aaron Donald up is you just got to put four guys on him and, and then you're okay. And then hope they don't have anyone else. But that, that's, <laughs> that's kind of been our method for victory. And I, I'd say a couple seasons ago, Aaron Donald was much more dominant than he was this past season. You know, Aaron Donald's lost a step. And so in his prime, the Packers were still winning. And I would now say the, the same thing about Jalen Ramsey. Now in, in defense there, that was an MVP year for Aaron Rodgers, right? And it was a year, Aaron Rodgers is smart. Uh, Jordan Love's still going to be getting like, he's going to, he's going to get there, but like, it's going to take him time to get that same mental, like check down and like just quick, you know, decision. So it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little different. Uh, and I know Aaron Rodgers tailed off at the end of his time in Green Bay, but when, when you guys beat LA, Aaron Rodgers was clicking. Mm-hmm. So you still feel like Aaron Donald will be able to be contained here against Jordan Love? The, the offensive line has not changed. It's the same guys. Okay. Okay. And I so think, there, there's where my confidence is. And the same coaching scheme, he's already know, he already knows how to use them. And he used to coach Aaron Donald. Matt LaFleur did. Here's the other he part of that equation. LA. Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup did not play well last year. Do you think they return to form? And if they return to form, if Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup are returned to form, do you still, still feel uh, the same way? Green Bay over LA. With Jair Alexander covering Cooper Cup? Yes. 10,000%. 10,000. There was, there was one, re- one receiver last season out of a list of very good receivers. Terry. The beat Jair Alexander, and it was Terry McLaurin. The only receiver last season that beat him that includes justin jefferson twice who is that does make probably sense, the best so. receiver in the nfl all right i i i i'm with you i i don't think sean mcveigh's team is going to be back to where it was a couple years ago there in la so i'm gonna give green bay the win here but if matthew stafford and cup are back donald's always like a huge presence it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be tight. But we're gonna give that yeah. one to Green Bay. It looks like. Uh, what number I was think that? Week that ten. Was nine. Week, yeah, week, week nine. ten. We have Packers beating Steelers. This yeah. is our historic bad year for the Steelers. Yeah. Week eleven, we have Packers over Chargers at Green Bay. Then week twelve was the one we split Thursday nights with uh, the uh, Detroit, Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Week 13, we have a loss to Kansas City at Green Bay. Week 14, Monday Night Football, I think Green Bay loses in New York against I was going to say that off a of bye, a monstrous defensive line, a monstrous offensive line for the Giants. If Saquon Barkley is actually playing and he doesn't hold out and Daniel Jones plays average, I guess, with his receiving core, I think that mm-hmm. the Giants can handle business. 
Yeah. All right. So that leaves 15 and 16, as we already have the last two games decided. But 15 is against Tampa Bay. 16 is against Carolina. How do these two fall? This is a tough one for me because I I think at this point of the season, Jordan Love's going to be adjusted to fast defensive pressure, which is the success of Tampa Bay's defense. And it's going to be a lot of the running game. And if we want to take the running game of what we've seen the past few seasons against uh, the Buccaneers, the running game's been good. The passing game has not been good. And then their offense has been able to either offense has been able to edge out the other one just barely. We've split with them in the regular season, past two seasons. And so I, you know, I, I'd probably give it to Green Bay because I like our quarterback situation better than Baker Mayfield. And I'm it's, it's gonna, not going to be a quarterback game. It's going to be a running back game. I'm actually going to go opposite here. I think Tampa Bay, they've always caused Green Bay problems. And I know a lot of their pieces are gone. Tom Brady's gone, but if Baker Mayfield can just play average at best, you know, with Godwin and and or Evans and um, who's their tight end? Um, can't, uh, I don't know who their tight end is anymore. But anyway, um, just those it's guys. No Gronk. It was, it's no longer Gronk. Yeah, and it's no longer no longer OJ Howard. So I was kind of confused. But in um, their running back, I think it's Rashid White or Rashid White. But um, I think their defense still has the backers number with an inex with a first-year starting quarterback, and I think they have the advantage in this one. I'm going with Brandon on this one. I may be undervaluing Tampa Bay just because of that quarterback situation um, and its horridness. But I also look at Green Bay, and I realize their defense is good. Their offense, uh, I think by this time of the year, will be in better shape than I think it will be in the beginning. Uh, I think I may have given them one more loss in the uh, up in the early parts that we didn't give them, but I feel like by here they're going to win this game uh, against Tampa Bay. All so right, two there, giving them a win, and then that brings us to sixteen, which is week sixteen, which I think is a Christmas game, maybe Ooh, around around it? Christmas time, Eve. Christmas Eve game in Carolina, North Carolina, in Charlotte. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not high on the Panthers. They sold out last season. They got a rookie under center from Ohio. Yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm going Green Bay. Wait, their uh, quarterback is where's uh, Bryce Young from? Bryce Young from Ohio. I thought. Oh, the, who, who's the one from Ohio, from Ohio State? Ohio. CJ Stroud. Stroud. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah, Young's I, from I, I still Alabama. Like Green Does Bay. that switch the narrative at all? <laughs> No, I still like Green Bay. <laughs> I don't know about. It wasn't going to switch the narrative. <laughs> I don't know about this one. I mean, I think we're. I think the Packers are doing better than I expected. But I don't know. <laughs> I just don't see them. I, mean, I think they're at the point where they could actually win the division if I give them this win. And I think we've talked so much about the Lions, where I think oh, there's going to be. Don't look. Don't yeah, look I'm at where it look. is. Just not gonna look the, the game how it is. That's how it's unbiased. I know. Do you think Carolina is a better team than Green Bay in Week 16? Not right now. I don't. So I guess yeah, right. but it could happen. I uh, I agree exactly with what Josh is feeling. I don't feel like Carolina has a better team. I feel like Green Bay is going to win this in Week 16. I look at this and realize that, that puts us at 12 and five wins, tied with the Lions 
right? Not and winning the division, I, though. I don't I think. I like, think. I where we like could, I think we can actually, split this one right here. L.A. and maybe <laughs> Tampa Bay. I think ten wins is right where you want them at. See, I, I feel like it's more like eleven wins is what they're going to end yeah, up with. I think but we LA, have judged them to be twelve and five going through. And I don't think I can go back and revisionist history all this. I think if I were like looking at those games and I was like, I don't know about this one, you heard me like debate on will Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford be back? And if so, LA might be stronger. But I said, no, I think Green Bay might win it right now. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say. What's crazy though is once they get in the playoffs, they might be in trouble because they have a 10 and 1 record against, again, based off our predictions, not based off last year. Based off these predictions right here, and so far these, ten and one record versus losing teams, and a two and four versus winning. So they might be in trouble once they get to the playoffs, unless that team playoff team is like the four seed and they're seven and ten. All right. Well, regardless, we'll we've got them at twelve wins, five losses. What did your girlfriend Adam Rank put them at? Oh yes, uh, my buddy, um, eight nine. Okay, which is okay. I can. Just to just to kind of reiterate, uh, I think uh, I at least feel like they're more of an eleven win team. It came Not, out yeah, this way though. Wins. Right now, they're uh, tied for number one with the Lions. Which one would be number one? I don't know. And we're going to see how yeah, this plays out. It would be the out. Lions. And the we Lions don't know later in the season, right? Yeah, it's either that or it's because these games, these ten, these tens down here, they're all scores. We can predict the scores if we wanted to. No. But if we're not going to do that, we're not going to go to the time. But if you go to um, loading, the tiebreaker would be dumbed down to points for and points against and Pete in the, this stuff. So the tiebreaker well, will might come down to this, but we're not going to go into that. So let's just yeah, say we'll, the we'll Lions win happen. the division. We're going to go on to Minnesota as we're already at an hour and 26 into this pod. And we want to hit Minnesota and we'll see where they fall out and then look at all this at the end. So Minnesota, we've got Kirk Cousins, uh, Justin Jefferson still there. Uh, they did lose um, running Alvin, back, Alvin Cook. I still have Alexander Madison, though, which is this very middle yeah, of the ground, is, like 16 to 20 running back rank. I'm going to say yeah. this. They're, they're, they may not have changed their roster a lot. But I do feel like last season was a fluke. And so I feel like there's going to be some regression. Any more on the roster here before we get into that? Not much. I mean, Darius Smith some... is now in Cleveland. Darius Smith is now in Cleveland. They've they replaced him. him with uh, Matt Marcus Davenport from New Orleans. Um, other than that, besides Jordan Addison, which is their, their first-round draft pick, um, I mean, we get to see TJ Hawkinson with the full season in Minnesota. But, besides, we, with, but Jordan Addison... Paired with Justin Jefferson and uh, KJ Osborne, I think it's going to be very, very dangerous for defenses that are playing them. And then you got Byron Murphy on defense they signed from Arizona. Other than that, they're just they're and players from that what they were there last year. So, okay, well let's, right, let's jump. Check out this schedule. Let's jump into it here. We got them starting off against Tampa Bay. I've said all along, I think Tampa Bay is just struggling with their quarterback situation. I think Minnesota takes this one. Yeah. Same. Minnesota. Okay. So they start with a win, then they head to the Eagles. I think that's a loss. And they lose. Yep. yep. Definite loss. I think they is beat the Carolina. That's the Chargers. Yeah. I don't know why it's like that, but that is the Chargers. I don't know why this one's like that either. I think it's because yeah. I messed up by clicking one of these. Got some weird graphic yeah. stuff going on here uh, on oh, the screen, yeah. those of you on the podcast. But uh, in week three, they're against the Chargers. What do we think here? We, we already have the Chargers winning. 
Oh, we do. Okay. I couldn't see that because it was like messed up. So the Chargers winning that one. And then we have them against the Panthers. They haven't figured things out yet. Panthers lose. Yeah, I got. Yeah, Minnesota. Yep. I agree. Minnesota wins there. Kansas City, we have them uh, losing to in week five. And then in week six, we have them beating the Bears, which I still agree with. And week then seven, I have San Francisco. I do too. I'm I'm San Francisco. Yep. You're going through quickly. Um, yeah. Green Bay is winning against them in week eight, we've already said. And then they come against the Falcons. I think this is a pretty evenly matched team. I'm going to tie. A tie. <laughs> Uh, I think they're they're very similar teams, but I hate ties. I know we've already given one out this year. I yeah, just don't feel one. comfortable giving out more than one tie in a season. <laughs> so I'm going to say that Minnesota, I mean uh, Atlanta beats them here. Uh, so what are you surprises gonna, some people. So what are you going to? Because if we do say tie, and I said Minnesota, which I have not, I'm not saying I am, but what are you going to say like team wise, Brandon officially? I I still like the tie. There's okay. Usually well, I was that a happen in a season. Flip. Well, it's, I was actually gonna, I was actually going to go with the upset and say Atlanta as well. So, All right. we're we're giving them a loss in week nine. Uh, then we have New Orleans. I think New Orleans wins. Yeah, me too. Yep. So that's a loss for them. Uh, week eleven finished. We have a loss against the Broncos, and then a win against the Bears, where they sweep right, and, and then, then uh, their bye week, week they week win 13. against the Raiders who we basically are saying is the the poo of the NFL this year, so it looks far. like, because yeah. they've been losing to everybody. Uh, then they lose to the Bengals. They win against the Lions, which is, is weird, but we gave them the split, right? And the mm-hmm. same thing with Green Bay. We have them winning on the split. And then we have the split where the Lions win against them, giving them a loss. So they have a record of one, two, three, seven and four, ten. Five. Okay, is, I'm going to take I'm gonna, one, two, accurate. three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Why do I not have seven and ten? What do you, what do you go down your list again? Because I want to. All right, I have win, loss, yep. win, win. No, wait, no, there it is. Lost, lost. Lost, to, lost to San Diego week three. Week three. Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, lost. yeah. So not, lost, not San Diego anymore. It's been <laughs> lost to the Chargers, right. That's yeah. uh, that's that's where I messed up. And then I have win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Wait. No. Week eight is a loss. Week eight. We were going so fast through there. Yes. Okay. Loss. So I think that puts me back, puts us right, right? One, two, Maybe. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten losses, right? Yeah. Okay, yep. there we go. Okay, so seven and ten is what we have them at. Uh, so four and thirteen, the Bears at the bottom is what we have. Seven and, and ten, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota <laughs> in third place, and then Lions and Green Bay, Detroit and Green Bay, both at twelve and five. One of them at one, one of them at two. TBD on before we, how uh, that looks. Before we continue, I wanted to try this because this is. A, I was talking to Matthew about it while Brandon's mic was going crazy. But this is a trend where you have to look, you look at these teams and it's kind of like a crossword thing where you just pick a player that go played for both of these teams and both of these teams and have this stat. And I want to see if we can do something along these lines. All right. This is totally random. This is off of the NFC North. So let's just quickly wrap up the NFC North. We think uh, it's going to be so far um, one of the um, tightest divisions at the top that we've had uh, yep. two 12 and five teams and then a seven and 10 
uh, which is not far behind them, followed by the hapless bears down at four and 13. So we'll see how that works out. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Let's go to your little grid here. Now, this grid is something completely different. Uh, this completely is something Josh random. has been seeing online. He's like, they hey, do let's it every try day. that. They do it uh, every those day. Those of you who are only listening on the podcast, uh, you're just going to have to try and keep up with where we're at because it's a it's a little bit visual here. Uh, so right. let's go to the top let, of this. Let me ask. Let me ask, Josh. Is this current or historical players? Any player. Any player. It could be. Um, All right, Carson right. Palmer's on there. Yeah, he's right here. And it'll show. So Palmer is a, a, all a these. Let me just kind of verbally explain this. So we have uh, three teams going uh, down the the left axis: Seahawks, Tampa Bay, Bengals, and then across the top uh, we have New York Cardinals and a ten plus winning. And we have to, to receiving put players, We have to put players in here that played in both teams, uh, and and fill this uh, three by three grid out. So we I put, try we to. Bengals, Cardinals, we put Palmer played in both of those. I tried. This is a, by the way, this is a 10 plus receiving touchdown season, not wins. But, um, oh, okay. I tried explaining this. I tried, yeah, since 1999. So I tried explaining this the best I could to Matthew, and he kind of didn't understand it. I'm hoping you would, Brandon. I, I got it. I got it. Well, I, I got know. it too. We were just, okay. we were just like okay. in a mess. It wasn't yeah. that it's hard to understand. It was just things were going on. <laughs> so Bengals, go AJ to... Green for 10 touchdowns. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. That honestly, I was thinking that too, but I don't know. Mon Green, Ooh. Um. yeah, fourteen percent. So basically, these percentages—I don't know if it's—you you only get nine guesses, one for each square, <clears> and if you go, but if you like <throat> miss one, then you lose. Basically, I put on a limited so we can try it out. But okay. these percentages let's, is let's how look many? At New York, keep, Seattle. All right. Oh, hold on. I, I, I wasn't going there. Brandon. I was going to the ones I know right away. So I think this one's uh, random. But, but, but Buccaneers touchdowns is what I'm going to go with. And I'm going to go uh, uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. I was thinking Tim Brown. Mike Evans. There he is. Yep. 81%. People agree, or people said that. I was thinking Brandon Marshall for Seahawks uh, Giants. Brandon Marshall? Yeah. I guess I only know him from Chicago and Denver. 7%. That's a low one. Not a lot of people remember that. Pair. All right. Uh, and you I'm know, Matt, go, Matthew, uh, you should get this one right here. And I know I just thought of it, but you should get a player for this one right here because he played for your team. And, and how about Seahawks 10-plus touchdowns? Uh, I don't that, know if you can do, I don't know that, if you can do that, AJ, AJ Green again. Oh, wait, that's Cardinal. Sorry. Seahawks 10-plus. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm – can, can we make a stretch for Jimmy Graham? I was thinking Jimmy Graham, maybe. I'm, I was think, thinking Jerry Rice. Jerry that's the, that's the 49ers. Yeah, that's yeah, not but the Seahawks. Watch, trust me on this. I'm gonna put I think Jimmy I'm gonna put Jimmy Graham in to make sure, but I'll pull up Jerry uh because he said it. I'm gonna pull up Jerry Rice later. Jerry yeah, Rice, uh, did he play for the Seahawks? Yeah, he went no. he was that was his last year. I promise you it was. I'm looking this up because that was my first thing. Um, Jerry Rice, right there. And then he was on the practice squad for the Broncos, and he got cut. So he didn't. He wasn't. He wouldn't be for the Broncos because he didn't play so, a full game. But so you think he got ten touchdowns that year? No, it's just ten touchdowns anywhere in his career since 1999. So it could have been for the the 49 oh, for, for the Raiders. Team. Oh, yeah. no, it had to be for that. It had to just had to be any touchdown, any 10 plus wow. touchdowns in his career. I'm going down to see if he actually did in that career. 
That just makes it too easy. <laughs> so he did not. He was one away in 2001, but he had 362 yards and three touchdowns with the, Red, the Seahawks. All right. Let's see. So I'm going to leave the square last because I want Matthew to try to get it because I know a player that played I'm great. I'm sure you're talking about like Hasselback, maybe? No. A great player for the Colts. Ring of Honor, Hall of Fame player. Around since the 2000s. Uh, I don't, I don't want to give away his position, but let's get these three away first. Um, okay. Did Rosen play for the Buccaneers? Josh Rosen? No, I think that was the Dolphins. Bengals and Giants. Um, I was thinking Chidobe Awuzie, but that might not be working out. If you can spell it, put it in. Me? <laughs> That's not right. Think, didn't show that up. might be the extent of what I know. I'm going to try. We have unlimited guesses. I'm going to try. Oh, wait. Um. Not Warren Sapp. Simeon Rice. This is for here. He was drafted by the Cardinals, and he was he excelled with the uh, with the uh, Buccaneers. I was there thinking Josh Rosen. Um, Giants Buccaneers. That's tough. I was thinking Hodgins, but not him. Bengals. Fuck it. Bengals. Giants. Um, I don't know. Kadarius Tony went to Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of like, wait a minute. You know what? Let's go with. Oh, that's okay. That won't work. Um, maybe Josh McCown might work from one of these teams. I know he's. A <laughs> he won't. There we go. No. But the player I'm thinking of, so we just get it out of the. Oh, he's on the phone. <laughs> Was Edron James. Still nothing on those last two squares, huh? No, but we put on Edrian James while you're on the phone. That's the player I was talking about, the Colts player. Yeah, that's uh, that's. Uh, I remembered he went to the Cardinals. I didn't remember him being with Seattle, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know any. I I'll probably know him when I see them. Like they don't they don't give answers. You can't like give up. So let's but... see. Um, was one of the Barber guys in Tampa Bay ever? New York. Rondé was in Tampa. Tiki was in New York. So. That's why I'm thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, those two come to mind when I think of the Barbers. It's because they played at each of those. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a fun little conundrum. Uh, something that comes up every day, you say? Yeah. Every, you can play one. There's a new one at 7 a.m. every day. You can play previous grids if you wanted to. There's and 20 this is of them. where? Um, Dynasty-daddy.com slash gritty. Or gridiron, sorry. Okay, say that one more time really slowly for our listeners. Dynasty-daddy.com uh, slash gridiron. Dynasty-daddy. I'm sure that has something to do with GoDaddy or something. That just sounds weird. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> Dynasty-daddy.com. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I, I don't know that I have anything for, for I don't either. either of those. Um, so we're going to let Josh continue working on those since you can't give up. Wait, Brandon has one more yeah. guess. We, no, we have an announcement. An announcement. Any, any, anyone listening that will happen to be in Wisconsin this weekend, you can oh, find yes. Josh and myself attending the Packers owners meeting on Monday 
but we'll be in Milwaukee for part of the day on Saturday. And so uh, if you happen to be walking down the street and you see either one of or these guys. Or hit us guys, up on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter. Can... Yes. <laughs> That's going to be an exciting time. Uh, they're going to be sitting back there in the owner's meeting shouting, 12 and 5, 12 and 5. And Brandon will be going, 16 and 17 and I don't know. 1. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. And uh, we are, look forward to hearing all about that. That means that you guys will be, will we be here next week or not? Oh, no. I'm going to keep the screen on. Um, we will be here. We'll be back. I'll be back Monday. We'll be back Tuesday. But, you know, yeah, I just looked it up. Yeah, we'll be here like, for next week. Jason Pierre Paul works for one of these guys. Oh, yeah. Pierre Paul. After after the, the fireworks yeah. thing, he went to Tampa Bay. That's right. And that's going to be it for us today as we look at the NFC North. Next time, next week, we're going to be looking at the NFC East. East. My so, team. yes, East for us is that way. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Football Pandemic. We'll see you next time.